Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. I hope that you've been enjoying the 12 Days of Healing. We just want to let you know that we appreciate your time and your support. It absolutely means the world to us. And as I've said in the past, if you'd like to give to our podcast, uh, we have a program on Patreon. So if you'd like to support us, you can go on www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. We have some really cool subscriptions, um, anything from a dollar, I think up to $50. You can get a bunch of freebies. You get shout outs on the podcast. We really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today we have a special guest. His name is Yogi Aaron. And yes, that is exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some yoga and some stretching, some things that are good for you, some things that are not so good for you that we <laughs> may think was pretty good for us. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Yogi. Thank you so much for having me here. You are such a joyful person. And <laughs> Thank as, you. As soon as you appeared on my computer screen, it was like, oh my God, I love this woman already. <laughs> you just exude so much joy. Um, blessed you. are those who get to be in your presence because wow. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I received that. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I feel the same about you. And I love that you are literally in your pose. You are ready. And uh, so, I yes, so thank you so much for being on here. Thank you, thank you for reaching out to me on Podmatch. Um, you know, I try to give them a shout out on every podcast because if it were not for them, I'd miss meeting so many awesome pe people. And you are one of those. So thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome. So you have your own podcast, right? Yeah, my podcast is more like a series. Um, there's eight episodes. The eighth episode is actually coming out this January. So it was really released like a serial, if you will, a documentary storytelling mm -hmm. serial. I really wanted to make it interesting and fun and kind of like, you know, more of a storytelling. Um, and uh, so I really, I mean, that it's it's total of eight hours when it's all nice. said and done. Um, but it took me about 250 hours to make it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so much work. Well, what's the name of it so that people can go over and listen to it? Uh, stop stretching. <laughs> stop stretching. <laughs> I love that. And I have to tell the audience, we had a quick chat before... <laughs> Before the before we started, and that is really what he's here to talk to us about about what's good in in stretching and yoga and all of that. 
And all I hear and all I've heard, you know, for the last five years is you have to get up and stretch. You have to do this. You have to do that. So when I saw this, I was like, I'm probably getting it wrong. I can't wait to talk to Yogi. So Yogi, tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's get into this non-stretching stuff. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. So I feel like I want to start the conversation about yoga because I, I know that like, you're really getting into yoga and I, I just kind of want to just touch into that for a second. And of course, we can always circle back to it. But, you know, nowhere in the yoga scriptures does it talk about stretching and the need for flexibility. Like there's no, there's nothing anywhere in any scripture in any kind of like, you know, instruction manual, if you will. And it really, this idea of stretching kind of has been hijacked um, or has hijacked yoga. And it's really kind of turned it into something that it's not. And in all fairness, I think we all fall victim to it because, you know, when we look at kind of healthy people, they have a lot of mobility. They have a lot of uh, flexibility, if you will. And when I, I kind of tuned into that when I was uh, 18 years old, I was very athletic. Um, I went to an all boys boarding school. We snowshoed, we dog sled, we canoed for a thousand kilometers across Northern Canada, you know? So I was very much, you know, using my body, but I was also developing tight muscles and, um, in, you know, I remember like, you know, hugging my grandfather throughout my childhood, my grandpa, and I always patting his back and it was like stiff as a board. And my grandfather could never really turn his head and look around. He had to kind of like shuffle his whole body around. First, kind yeah, of the like, upper, the upper. Yeah. 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 You know, like how older people kind of move in a very kind of stiff um and and uh, i don't mean this in a derogatory way but rigid way you know there's a rigidness i'm not talking about a mental and physiological don't offend anybody (laughs) and we um, get you (laughs) so but i remember seeing him and going i don't want to be like that and so that has always been in my mind Um, So when I was 18, I thought, oh, my God, I really need to stretch. And so, you know, and I think when I was putting together my podcast and doing research for it, I interviewed a lot of people, a ton of people. And one of the most common things that people said about stretching or why they should stretch was because they wanted to be young. They thought that stretching would make them youthful and they thought that stretching would make them healthier. And those are exactly the thoughts that I had in my head. And so, of course, yeah, 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 I want to be younger. And um, (laughs) But it makes sense because as we have mobility, we feel more youthful. Um, And and the problem, by the way, just as a side note, I think a lot of people, like when we injure ourselves, we start to protect that joint. We start to protect that area of the body and that that conscious protection limits what we're doing. You know, once we throw out our back, once we hurt our back, we kind of, instead of bending over, we start to kind of like crouch down and hold the counter and make like a sound. Like you're protecting that area. You're trying to protect it. Yes, yes. And that actually kind of exacerbates a lot of problems, which is another conversation. But 
I, I mean, right out of the gate, when I started stretching, I hurt my back in a really bad way. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm 18, this should not be happening. But the problem was because I'm not flexible enough. So I need to stretch more. And of course, I started stretching more. I got more in, into yoga. Um, one of the things I suffered from shortly after that, I started developing huge problems across my lower back into my gluteus muscle and my hips. They ached. And the only thing that would kind of fix it was stretching, you know, and, and after I stretched, I always felt better. My yoga, after yoga class, I always felt more alive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But guess what? Every, the next morning, every single time I would wake up in pain and the solution, go and stretch some more. That's right. And so you like think this, that overnight you've gotten stiff. So I need to warm it up. Because yeah. I need to stretch. I, I'm, 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 you are living me right now, but I'll let you keep going. <laughs> so, but I, I, this cycle continued. Um, I could get like really in depth into the cycle, but it basically continued for like 25 years, 25, 27 years. It continued. And I, in the meantime, I started developing, like I tore my hamstring. I threw my sh uh, shoulders out. I developed searing pain that stemmed from my neck, C5, C6, and it would shoot all the way down my arm. Mm -hmm. I just like this whole array of things. And I think the kind of crazy thing, the insanity was I kept stretching to, you know, fix it, to make it feel better. But I didn't realize it was actually making it worse. And then the big kind of light bulb moment happened when I ended up in a surgeon's office, an orthopedic surgeon's office, who told me that I probably would need a spinal fusion in my lower back. And because there was such a, there was a herniated disc. And at that point, what had started happening was because of the yoga, because of the stretching, I actually made it worse. And so it created this whole inflammatory process and it was shooting you know, pain down my leg. And, and, and when I say pain, I'm actually talking like the moment I ended up in his office, it was like a nine out of 10. Um, and ironically, it happened during a yoga teacher training where I was teaching people, you know, to stretch. And I, that was like a big light bulb moment for me when I, I realized like I, there's got to be another answer. There has to be another way. And I had already started kind of understanding a little bit about the detriments of stretching, you know, and I, and I kind of like always thought, well, maybe a little bit is okay, you know? Um, and then one day, uh, shortly after that visit to the doctor's office, I started getting better finally. And, um, and one of the people that I saw was really into muscle activation technique which is this kind of way of uh, the short and easy way is like checking muscles to see if they're weak, if they're weak, get them stronger through different manual um, uh, techniques to activate those muscles. Mm -hmm. And so the guy that I was seeing, his name is Greg, uh, sorry, Eric Steibel. And he became a good friend of mine. Like we've been good friends now for about 20 years. And over the years, he's been teaching me and talking to me more and giving me different, you know, things to do. But 
one of the things that he did, and I spent eight days with him, eight consecutive days. And one of those days, he got my hip flexors really strong. So for those of your listeners who don't know what your hip flexors are, it's like if you're lying on your back and you lift one leg up towards the sky. So the muscles that are responsible for that action are called hip flexion. So lifting your leg up is flexion. And he said to me, your your hip flexors are really weak. A, we need to get them strong, but he would get them strong. And at one point he got them strong and he tested them and we knew that they were strong. And then he did this very passive, gentle stretch on me. Like when I say gentle, I'm like, there was no pain. It wasn't moving me beyond an in range of motion. It was just a very subtle, passive stretching kind of movement. And after, right after that, he went back and tested the muscle and it was weak. Like it happened like literally like that. Like it was like if you walked into a room and turned off all the lights, you know, it gets dark immediately, right? Right. Like it's happened like that. He literally turned the muscle off. And that's an expression I use a lot, like turning a muscle on, turning a muscle off. Because Mm -hmm. what happens is there literally is a connection between the brain and the muscle And so when we talk about muscle activation, what we're talking about is refortifying that connection between the brain and the muscle. But when, when my friend Eric did that to me, it was like, I swore to myself, I would never teach stretching again. And that was about five, six years ago. I haven't taught stretching since then. And I, you know, my whole journey since then has been about well, how do we start to move the body in a more dynamic way? And when I say dynamic, I'm not talking about like, let's go and work out. Let's get the heart rate up. Let's, you know, make ourselves sweat. It just means that there's accountability and movement. So instead of like, if I lift my arm up to the sky, that's a dynamic movement. If I take my other hand and grab my wrist and lift the arm up, that now is passive. So we're starting to look at like, how do we start to move the body in a way where we're actually using the body rather than passively moving it to um, okay. a deeper range of motion. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, okay. That's, that's really, really good. So there is, I'll just ask you what it is. Is it a Yama? You got it almost right. It's, yeah, I would just say a little bit more of Ayama, Ayama. Ayama, uh, Ayama. Yes, that, but that was fantastic. <laughs> so Ayama stands, stands for, for Applied Yoga Anatomy Muscle Activation. Yes? Okay, yes. so explain to us what that is. I'm I'm excited. Uh, so, so a lot of people think that I came up with a Yama and then, then the name, I actually came up with the name and then I realized that the acronym was actually kind of a Sanskrit word. Um, and I love it because the Sanskrit word Ayama, uh, basically kind of, you know, a little bit of creative translation, uh, means freedom, freedom in body or unrestrained, like we have unrestrained power, really. Yes, that's um, good. Because yama, the word yama means to block, and putting an A before a Sanskrit word means the opposite. So it means to become unblocked, to become unrestrained, to become powerful. 
And uh, the, but the reason why I came up with applied yoga anatomy, I first of all, I think like one of the things in life, generally speaking, um, is that we don't take enough appreciation for our body and for the anatomy. And so few people like it's a very small percentage of people have understanding of their body. And what I wanted to do was attempt in a very humble way, by the way, to try, I'm endeavoring to create a system where people can get excited about their body. It's fascinating, but it's not like, I don't want to lecture people about where muscles are. I want people to feel it, to experience it. So I could have, instead of used the word applied, I could have used like experiential anatomy because really it's about feeling it and knowing. So when I'm talking about your glutes, it's not this abstract thing. But when I say to you, come up into like bridge pose, for example, and squeeze your glutes, you now are connected to, oh yeah, my hips are doing extension and I'm squeezing my glutes to activate them. I'm activating my glutes. Um, yes. So that's the applied yoga anatomy part of it. And then the the muscle activation is what we're endeavoring to do. It's the opposite of stretching. In order to activate a muscle, we actually need to shorten it um, in, in its natural state. Like we need to naturally shorten it and, and isometrically contract it to activate it. And that activation, as I kind of said earlier, is really important because what we're trying to do is connect or refortify, reconnect the brain uh, to the muscles so that the brain knows where those muscles are and can tell those muscles to do their job properly. That is phenomenal. Yeah, it is phenomenal, actually. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, okay, I think my first question is, did you ever have the surgery? I did not have the surgery. I managed to thank God at this moment, you know, and I'm, I keep knocking on wood because I do have a disc herniation problem. Um, but if I do my PT and I make sure that the supporting the muscles supporting those joints are doing their job, um, mm-hmm. then I, I believe that I will be able to escape the surgeon's knife. So, so far, so good. I mean, five years later, I haven't had any problems. Um, I've had a couple little minor hiccups along the way, but because I know, understand my body now, and I understand what the muscles are doing, um, Mm -hmm. I'm able to repair it. I had one hiccup because, you know, one of the reasons why muscles shut down, and when it, remember when I said shut down, it's like literally turning off a light turning switch, off right? The light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like literally turning off the light. And so one of the reasons why muscles shut down is because of stress, trauma, and overuse. Mm-hmm. And so one time I was actually going to Greece, I, I spent two and a half months in Greece. And Before I left, I was so busy in my life and I wasn't really taking care of myself. And I'm a bit of an A-type personality. And so I had like a little pocket of time to go work out before I was leaving, you know, to go. Mm -hmm. And I thought that 30 minutes, I'm going to get my Mediterranean body. And I kind of hit this workout hard and I threw intelligence to the wind. (laughs) And so I really messed my back up. But it was actually, in in one hand, it was a great thing because it really taught me how to heal myself in a stressed out state. 
And it gave me firsthand knowledge of how to work with somebody because I had to work with myself first, right? So it mm -hmm. gave me that mm -hmm. firsthand knowledge of how to work with myself when I, my body was in that kind of like spasmed um, right. state. And I did, state. and I was able to get myself back and stable again relatively very quickly. So, um, but that's like part of what I try and teach people is like, let's get people like to know a little bit about their body so that they mm -hmm. can a listen, but also be more importantly, know how to interpret what they're listening to. Right. That's good. I know. Um, so it's a Florida just a little bit ago and, you know, I've been pretty good, you know, I've had times where I've had lower back issues. Um, I've had some hip issues and my hip issues kind of moved into a knee issue because of course, mm -hmm. if you're not moving your hips correctly, yeah. you know, your knee will mess with you. So <laughs> we went to Florida and my mother wanted a Starbucks. So I ordered it, was going into Starbucks. I went and to, went to step up on the step and my knee gave out. I was like, oh, wait, what is happening? <laughs> What's happening to my body? What's going on? <laughs> but I was in a very, very stressed environment. I had been stressed for a while, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I leave Starbucks. I'm fine. Okay. The next day, mom's like, I want a Starbucks. I'm like, okay, order it. I get to that same step <laughs> and my knee gives out. I said, mom, my knee does not like Starbucks. <laughs> 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 Just doesn't like it. I can't have any more and sit. <laughs> but, but, so but, but seriously, I've been I've been doing some work on that knee because you know, like you said, you have to you know identify and know what it is and and figure out how to to make that better. You know, yeah. but for me, again, I thought it was stretching, right? So I'm very very interested because um, I know that you have. I think you call it an affirmation series. Is that yes. have to do with the stretching or the, the no, non- was something separate. My, my oh. big pillars in life or as a teacher, I guess, or that you would use to define Yogi Aaron, like what, what are the two things that I kind of stand on? One of them is like life purpose. I believe that, that we all have a life purpose to fulfill. Absolutely. And during the pandemic, um, I was one of the very first things I actually did was I created a 28 day affirmation series to help people start guiding people to fulfill manifest and live their life purpose. Love so, but one of the things that I've started to do a lot since then is in yoga, you know, if we're really doing a yoga practice properly, there's always an, in, an intention and the intention is is always guiding us to go deeper into the practice of yoga. So it's not like some flimsy kind of like, oh, I want to be an empowered person or whatever. It's 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 very directed and very focused. But but part of what I've been doing more and more is starting to weave affirmations. Uh, not like a lot of affirmations. One affirmation. I should reclarify. Right. Like yes. practice in a yoga practice and in, in a 20 minute or hour or hour and a half, however long the practice is to really weave one affirmation that's going to take people deeper into um, yes. that practice. So that's one of my favorite affirmations that I love to use 
which really embodies what, what a few teachings in yoga is um, that I am opening myself up to the universe of limitless possibilities. And it just, it embodies the idea of becoming fearless. It embodies this idea that we are infinite and that we mm -hmm. can achieve, you know, like everything about who we are is limitless, that there are right. no limitations. And so anyway, it's one of my favorite opportunities. No, that's good. I really like that. <laughs> I really I, love I, that. And I'll put the link out um, to, it'll be in the show notes as well yeah. as on, I have a private uh, Facebook group, Codependent Me. I'll make sure that I put it on there too, because we do affirmations a lot on there. Yeah. Um, it's so important. Yeah, yoga. Yes, it's so important. It's important, but you know, it's more than saying it. It's truly believing it, right? Yeah. So, and, yeah. and I will be affirming this this need <laughs> well, to and, get and, it together. You know, a lot of people <laughs> do think that they're a little hokey pokey, but people don't. You know, in tantra yoga, you know, we learn about the power of the mind, and you know, if I ask your listeners right now, just close your eyes. You don't have to do it, but. Just like if you just kind of like you don't have to even close your eyes. Just imagine that you're eating a lemon and all of a sudden you're going to if you can really embody that all of a sudden you start producing the enzymes in your body. Your body will actually have a physiological response yes. where you will actually start to produce the enzymes. Now, you might think, oh, that's a little still hokey. Well, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you go home. You can see the food, you can yes. smell the food, and you're you're so you're imagining that you're eating the food. Your body starts producing the enzymes to digest. It's one of the reasons why we say prayer. It's yeah, saying prayer is nice, but we're actually taking a moment to prepare our body, you know, mm -hmm. to eat. So that we we know that we know scientifically that our body starts to adjust when we have a thought mm -hmm. in our head. Yes. And and so if we can change the way that we think, our body starts to change and then our life starts to it, it just it's a trickle down effect. And yes. so I can't I can get very excited talking about affirmation. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It is. It, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, in the brain. You know, sometimes we don't give it the credit that it deserves. Yeah. You know, Um the brain is just phenomenal. It doesn't, you know, I try to tell people all the time, it doesn't know um, the the past. Like you can think about something from your past and yeah. you'll feel like it's right now. You know, so I tell people all the time, like if you need a vacation, take yourself there, go. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, you'll be sitting there going, I, I smell, I, I can smell the sea. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, and I tell people it's, it's so, it's so funny because um, even when it comes down to colors and things like that, it makes a difference in how things happen in the brain. I make candles and each color is for a reason, right? If I make a candle and it's say Christmas tree scent. If I make it green for some people, it smells different is rather than it being white because yeah. green represents the tree. So they identify it with that. So I had a, <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had a tropical smelling candle and normally I make them, I make them blue for the sea. 
So a person, they smelled it and they said, I know I gave it to him in white. What is this? I was like, I need you to tell me because they had smelled this before. I need you to tell me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Same batch of candle. I just added color to it. I gave that one to them. What's this? Oh, that's Jamaican Breeze. Well, so was the other one. Same batch, same amount of fragrance, everything. But it was the blue for the water that it, it made them identify it. So your brain, it's its just amazing <laughs> the way that it works and connects with the ears and the eyes. And it's just beautiful. You know, yeah, so I, I love it. I love right. it completely. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get back on track. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do you recommend any stretches whatsoever? No, no. Okay. And, and, you know, there's so many reasons why I could give. Um, the actual function of a muscle is to shorten, you know, muscles. So muscles do two things. I, I mean, the muscles connected to the skeleton do two things. They move bones. So if you, you know, you turn and move, what is doing that movement? Muscles, right? And muscles hold joints in place. And the way that they do that is they do that by coming into a shortened state. So muscle has to contract, the muscle has to shorten in order for that movement to uh, happen. And if that muscle, you know, and we think about what we're doing in yoga, um, we're opening muscles up, we're stretching them out. Well, that's the exact opposite of what a muscle is supposed to do. A muscle is supposed to shorten and be in, the, you know, to, in order for that movement to happen. So we actually want to work on improving, therefore, muscle function. If we're going to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you do recommend yoga, of course, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'm a huge advocate of yoga postures. What I'm trying to do or attempting to do is to educate yoga teachers to kind of flip the script. And by flipping the script, there, it means a few things, but one of them is to start looking at what muscles are shortening or need to shorten in order for a movement to happen. So one of the yoga postures that we do a lot in the yoga world is wheel pose, Urdhva Dhanurasana, wheel pose. Okay. And so in, in what normally yoga teachers will do is they'll say like, okay, we need to open the chest. We need to open the heart. We need to open the abdominals. We need to stretch our thighs. But when we, you know, biomechanically, when we stretch them, it actually turns the light off, not only in the muscles that we're stretching, but it will actually have a reciprocal effect in the, the opposite muscles. And the, the opposite muscles mm -hmm. in this case is the muscles in the back body. So mm -hmm. if we're going to do wheel pose and we're going to prepare for wheel pose, what we actually want to do is prepare the hamstrings by shortening them, improving the hamstrings ability to contract. You mentioned earlier, you have knee problems, so many knee problems, not all, but a lot of knee problems are related to the hamstrings, not contracting properly. Wow. Um, we also want to improve the hip extensors. One of the big hip extensor, of course, is the glutes. 
So we want to improve the glutes ability to contract. And then we want to look at the lower back muscles and the upper back muscles, you know, in the back body and improve their ability to contract. When I'm preparing for wheel pose now, I do not stretch at all. We do not do any quote unquote heart, heart openers. What we focus on is, is the back body. So, mm-hmm. you know, yoga teachers, instead of like stretching, think about, okay, what do I need to do to activate and, and then get those muscles that need to be activated to do the posture, if that's what your goal is, get those muscles to start working in a more effective way. The other thing that we need to do in yoga is start asking why are muscles tight to begin with, you know? And as I was telling you earlier about my own story and about how I kept injuring myself, yoga teacher after yoga teacher after yoga teacher kept saying to me, you have to open your hamstrings, you have to stretch them out. And that was the absolute wrong thing to do. What I needed to do was actually get my hip flexors working properly, you know, my psoas, my quads, and they needed to be able to shorten. And so... I promise you, I can improve your range of motion, not by stretching the hamstring, but getting the quad to start engaging uh, more efficiently. Engaging the correct muscles. Engaging the correct muscles, the opposite muscle will actually start to lengthen. So I'm no longer worried about stretching a muscle. I'm more interested in how do we get a muscle to contract uh, properly. Mm, That's good stuff. (laughs) So where can all of the people who are leaned in like I am right now, (laughs) where can they find out more information? Well, the first thing is get my book. (laughs) Stop stretching. (laughs) And it's actually up on Amazon. They can just, you know, if you search stop stop stretching on Amazon, you'll find it very quickly. Um, There's nothing like this on Amazon. Of course not. No. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying as a matter of fact. Um, yes. then the other place that they can go is is uh, go to my website, yogiaron.com. And there's a, it's a gateway into so many things that I'm doing. I have a pain-free series. I have a 15-day uh, pain-free challenge. Um, nice. Here's the affirmation series that you're going to put up in the show notes. Yeah. And all of this stuff will just start to educate them. The one thing I want to say is like, be patient with yourself. You know, I mean, the journey for me to get here was long, like 30 mm-hmm. years long. I've created a system where it won't take you 30 years but it does take a little bit of time because all of us, myself included at one point, had to kind of go through, a, you know, we had to change the way we look at the body. We've been taught, as you said, all of our lives, we have to stretch, we have to stretch. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while. It takes people a while to start, like, as I say, flipping the script on flexibility and start mm-hmm. activating. And so it takes time to educate ourselves, you know, uh, in the yoga world, there's this big thing where they say, like, listen to your body. But a lot of people don't know what they're listening to. It's like, I don't know Japanese. Hearing. I can listen to somebody speaking Japanese, but I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
And so that's the truth with like people, like we just don't know what we're listening to. And, and part of my book and, you know, what I try to do in the YouTube videos and, and all of these, you know, things that I have accessible to people is really starting to teach people what they're listening to, you know, awesome. and pain is always a check engine light in the body. The wrong thing to do, and I'm going to say that again, I'm sorry, but the wrong thing to do is to stretch it out. The right thing to do is to start asking questions. What What is the source of that pain? What muscles are not supporting this joint properly? And, and mm -hmm. those muscles can relate to core, like a lot of shoulder right. problems and knee problems, by the way, actually relate to the core and... And so if the core is not working, the knees start taking the stress of it and, and mm -hmm. dealing with it. So anyway, where people can find out more is my website. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. So, you know, those of us who are trying to figure things out, you know, I think, again, <laughs> I'm a member of the stretch zone. <laughs> what I do. I go Stop once stretching. a week. <laughs> don't go, don't go anymore. <laughs> Start activating. I am going to get your book before I go to another session. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't, like in my head, I just can't, I can't do it. In all sincerity, so, if you have knee problems, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you what stretching is doing to debilitate your knee issues. You want to, if you've got knee issues, the key muscles is your hip flexors, your psoas specifically, your rectus femoris and glutes. I've got three exercises in here. In the book. On my YouTube channel. But seriously, I was like yes. you. When I turned 30 years old, I had to stop hiking because my knees would become inflamed for three days afterwards. Mm. And then a couple of times I started getting into it, but I, I got a knee brace. I actually got three knee braces on there because I didn't have the muscles to maintain the stability of the joint. But once mm -hmm. I started understanding what muscles were supporting that, that knee right. joint, getting them activated, I no longer, I'm 51 now and I don't wear knee braces anymore and I don't have to uh -huh. ice my knees and I don't have to take, you know, painkillers you can do it and it just mm -hmm. but with a little bit of time patience you yes. know practice to figure it out it and i love that you use the whole light switch so basically we have to figure out which muscles to turn yes. that light switch on yes. turn the switch on to activate yes. that muscle in order to support the one that's weakened yes i am getting the book today <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of my stories in the book you'll be able to relate to. But oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> this is so good. So um, do you have an Instagram? Yes. Yes. People can find me everywhere. Just search Yogi Aaron. Yogi Aaron. Okay. Y-O-G-I-A-A-R-O-N. Everyone yes. go out and... Like, follow him, look at the videos on YouTube, grab the book on Amazon, and go to his website, www.yogiaaron.com. Yeah. Yogi, this has been phenomenal. Thank you. Thank <laughs> very so eye-opening. Very, very eye-opening. Especially in a world that all you hear is stretch, 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 stretch. Yeah. You know? 
And people need to know, you know, whether whether you want to keep stretching or stop and figure it out, they need to know what's offered. Yeah. They need to know that there's an alternative, you know, or if stretching has not worked, maybe this is why. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, well, yes. I would just say that, you know, pain, I what breaks my heart sincerely is to see people in pain. I've lived a lot of my life in pain. So, to, you know, I am so passionate about helping other people live pain-free and we don't have to, it does take a little bit of work. We have to turn that light switch on. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little effort, but we can do it. Um, and so here's the tools. <laughs> yes. Stop stretching. Um, and I have to tell everyone, just if you're listening to this on audio, Yogi is not moving his complete top half in order to turn his head. So he's doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you didn't want to be like your grandfather and you are not. You have done the work and that is fantastic. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being on the Codependent Me podcast. And I'm pretty sure this will not be the last time that we speak. I hope so. I hope I hope we get another conversation. You're just a bundle yes. of joy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I want to tell the audience, thank you for listening, because again, I know that you can choose any podcast that you'd like, and I appreciate that you've chosen the Codependent Me podcast. I want to remind you that you matter and your story matters. And until next time, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>